SMS is the most powerful marketing channel, stronger than ever. The best and most effective personal communication channel. The trials and tribulations of verification. We don't have all the answers. How do you ratchet up the value of every message? Finding that that happy medium is in text. Hey listeners, this is the series where we talk about what's really happening in business messaging. This is a fast changing space and no one's really talking openly about it. We're here to change that with real conversations with industry leaders. You're going to learn about the latest innovations in messaging and really how they impact you and your business. I'm Caitlin Long, Director of Commercial Product Management. I'm Zach Kunkel, Director of Solutions Marketing. Let's jump right in and get the conversation started. Let's do it. Hey, everyone. Really excited to to be here today. And we are also joined by Mr. Brad Roldan. Brad, would you quickly introduce yourself, a little bit about the role you play within Bandwidth, and maybe a little bit about the history of your role at Bandwidth? Yeah. Thanks for having me today. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, Again, my name is Brad Roldan. I'm VP, General Manager of Programmable Services here at Bandwidth. I've actually been here for 12 years. And in that time, I've seen a ton of change in the industry. My role here has consistently been around launching CPaaS, programmable type services into market, uh, supported by an incredible team. We've seen some incredible interest in the messaging business and services as brands look to engage consumers on the channels that they prefer. Maybe can you dive a little bit deeper into just Bandwidth's role in the messaging ecosystem and sort of what you've seen since you've been here? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's a couple of things. So Bandwidth's role in the ecosystem, we we operate as a wholesale aggregator. So for, for those of you that are not familiar with the terms, what that, what that really means is an enterprise when you are looking to um, engage your mobile subscribers through, through text notifications, you probably have a platform in place that allows you to do that. If you're a platform provider serving other enterprises, you probably do not have direct connections into the mobile ecosystem. And that's where a partner like Bandwidth comes in. We are your gateway to get access to the entire mobile ecosystem. And we do it in a way, right? We do it through software. And, and, and why we do it through software is because it really normalizes it. It democratizes access into the telecom ecosystem. And without software, you would actually have to have a team of very specialized engineers to, to leverage the ecosystem. So our goal here is really to make it easy for platform providers who want to power brand to consumer engagements and discussions. That's not the only thing we do. Bandwidth has a really broad and robust portfolio of global communication services. I think you've you've seen the past couple of years, the changes in the ecosystem really ramp up and what is happening, what is changing. And so as we dive into this podcast in particular, would love to hear like Let's take 2023, 2022 out of the equation. Like, what are you looking forward to in 2024? We think about messaging ecosystem. SMS, as we know it today, it's been around for decades, right? And you would think it's a really mature, almost boring type technology. It just works. And, and as from a consumer perspective, right, you send a message to your friends and family, it gets there and it just works. But it actually takes a lot of effort and a massive industry to to make it boring. 
When I look at the ecosystem and, and where we are headed, Zach, you kind of touched on the amount of change that we've been seeing over the last few years and, and where we're headed. I think I would maybe distill, like for the audience listening at home in your office, I would distill this idea maybe into three kind of bite-sized pieces. Like the first thing to be thinking about for 2024 is if you're using channels like 10 DLC or toll-free messaging in the United States, you should expect more refinement and enforcement of industry policies. So that's that's number one, right? If you're already doing business in that area, just expect more change. Second one I want you to think about is there's changes coming to the ecosystem that we should all be aware of. So you should expect dynamics to emerge in the ecosystem as wireless carriers open up to new aggregators. And so I think we're going to see the dynamics start to change of how you get the best connectivity in the industry and who's going to provide you reliable connectivity versus maybe a less reputable connection. The third one I want you to be thinking about is, and this is actually all over the headlines today, but by the end of 2024, I think we're going to start to see a lot of noise around SMS alternatives and more specifically RCS and Apple's recent announcement as they prepare to support this new standard. And I, you know, I, Looking forward to talking more about that, but I would say that's more of a late 2024 item to be looking for. Change is going to be the only constant, it seems like. Looking back at 22, 23, 24, there are going to be more changes about enforcement and regulation requirements, but also kind of some of the players in the space, if you will, if you think of 10DLC as a player, RCS and and WhatsApp and other over-the-top applications might be coming into the picture. You hear, I think as, as business owners, product owners, even operations and engineering teams who are interacting the ecosystem, change is not always welcome. Let's be honest, right? It, it is incredibly difficult to manage through. And so we really... We want to educate you, make sure that you're informed. Um, but we also take a lot of pride in trying to simplify all of the noise and chaos that's happening behind the scenes. You, the listener, shouldn't have to worry about, is my message going to make it from point A to point B? Like That's our job, and we want to make that super simple for your business and predictable. Before we move on, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor. When it comes to delivering raw, unbridled messaging, it doesn't take just a tool. It takes a force of nature. With the heart of a lion and the soul of a warrior, we aren't just your average business. Bandwidth is here to tame your messaging beast with more torque than a herd of stampeding buffalo. Leave the slow lane in the dust and embrace the messaging frontier. Saddle up with Bandwidth. Have you or a loved one been wronged, neglected, or downright ghosted by undelivered messages? You may be entitled to better support. Deliverabilititis is a rare condition linked to a lack of campaign registration approval, heartburn, and a poor customer experience. Exposure to a bad experience from customers, service providers, competitors to bandwidth, or La Chupacabras may have put you at risk. Please don't wait. Call 1-800-808-5150 for a consultation to see how you can get better messaging support. Brad, in your role, you obviously get to have a lot of conversations with, with customers who are going through this change, whether they've 
been a longstanding bandwidth customer, or maybe they're considering switching providers or tackling challenges in a different way. And you probably hear the sentiment of it's really hard, right? It's really hard to keep up with surcharges that are changing, campaign registration that's changing. Ahead of this call, we talked with Andre, who's a product manager at a pretty large um, loyalty platform. And he said something really interesting and want us to take a listen to that. This has been a interesting, but very challenging and at times frustrating past two years. And the trials and tribulations of verification, for me, it's become almost an additional full-time job. I hear this from customers all the time. Brad and I both are on calls with customers weekly, sometimes daily, depending on what change may have just transpired. Exactly. Yeah. And and we hear the fact that the change in the messaging space is so disruptive, it's becoming disruptive to doing business. I think that's one of the things that we lean into because messaging is our full-time business. And what we don't want is messaging to become your full-time business. So your customers or your own full-time business when maybe your full-time job should be running your P&L for your UCAS platform or figuring out what the next AI tool is to integrate into your chatbot in order to drive ROI for your e-commerce platform, for example. Like those should be the things that you're being able to focus on day to day. And so maybe, Brad, I just any final thoughts there? I think that, that we're doing a lot of cool things with our roadmap in 2024, if you wanted to highlight anything specific. But I I do know that this is something that we're taking really seriously and trying to lean into to help our own customers and then help those customers' customers navigate these changes. Yeah. I mean, for our listeners, right, it's if you're feeling confused by the rate of change, frustrated by the lack of predictability on your cost structure, perplexed by seemingly arbitrary policy enforcement, I mean, we're here to tell you you're not alone. We're everyone's feeling it. But you also need to recognize there's a lot of competing interests in the industry, right? There's a cohort of ecosystem players that want more regulation. There's a cohort of players who would prefer self-governance. And you think, well, okay, fine. How does that help me? Let, Let me bring it back to why do we even care about the messaging channel, right? And so regardless of your feelings about obscure policies like shaft, right? And if you don't know what shaft is, ask us later. We'll love to, to educate you on that. Let's just educate them right now. Yeah. Sex Go for it, Caitlin. What, what is shaft? Yeah. It's I, so, so sex, hate, alcohol, tobacco, firearms, and then the addition C, right? Cannabis. Like they're just reasons why keywords that could get your messages blocked. Yeah. So you shouldn't have to be an expert in this. But we are here to help educate you on, on how to get successfully get messages through the ecosystem. Again, let me bring it back to like the complexity and the frustration that people are feeling. All of this is actually rooted in one goal. And the goal is to keep the messaging ecosystem a trusted channel for consumers. If we lose consumer trust, the entire ecosystem falls apart quickly. Nobody wants spam. This, we don't want to replicate the, the experience that we have with email today, which quite frankly has a very low open rate, engagement rate. Caitlin, I, I don't know if off the top of your head you, you can recall, like, what are the open rates on SMS and response rates? Yeah, high 90s. 
yeah. by ninety percent. I have that on a slide somewhere, and my my mind won't yeah. tell me exactly what it is. But yeah, it's it's. I mean, they're high ninety percent, like ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight, something like that. And then it's not just the open rate it's that we're engagement. worried about. It's everyone is sending a message because they desire that end customer or mobile subscriber to do right. something with it, right? So if you're a e-commerce platform, you desire that person to click into a link, take advantage <laughs> of this promo code and hopefully buy an item and messaging and SMS continues to get high click-through rates, high engagement, quick open rates within minutes of sending, people are responding and reacting to those messages. And to contrast that, Brad, with what you're saying, email, it's a slog of an inbox that you're you're probably not getting reads and you're probably not getting the actions that you desire. Though everyone on this call understands that email will continue to have a play in an omni-channel communication mix. I attended a conference and there were a number of email and direct mail vendors there. It was an industry conference where we were talking about ways in which to engage the consumer base, right? And there was a lot of FUD being sowed, so fear, uncertainty, and doubt. There was a lot of FUD being sowed around the ROI, specifically in regards to messaging. Steady Eddie email and direct mail have been around for a long time. And so it's the whole like you get fired for doing the thing that is unknown, right? Like it's that sort of mentality for for some of these individuals that are new to messaging as a communication channel and a way to help increase ROI in your business. And so I thought that was particularly interesting. And maybe without going too far down into the subreddit, what I would want to talk about on that is the barrier and the, the FUD that they're planting, right, is around the deliverability metrics. It's around the DLRs and it's around that type of information to present the ROI case. And I think part of that is because it's not understood. And part of that is because there are some challenges in the ecosystem today. And so maybe Brad, two-part question is one, what are the things that we're doing to help increase and lift some of that visibility into deliverability up as well as, and then the second sort of two-parter is there's new channels on the horizon that preach this really religiously WhatsApp, right? Claims that that's one of the main use cases and and reasons for switching to that channel. And so maybe just sort of general commentary there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, we could spend, there's a whole other podcast on this one alone, but let let me try and keep it brief. So investments, you know, this is the second time you guys have asked me about like what's on the roadmap and I appreciate you bringing it back up. When I look at 2024 and what we're surfacing for our customers, we already give you visibility into the success rates of your traffic, right? So they're called delivery receipts. In the industry, you will hear them referred to as DLR. There's different kinds of delivery receipts, um, depending on the channel that you're using, who you're trying to reach. You might either get a confirmation that your SMS and MMS was received by the final wireless carrier, Or if you're using something like short codes or something like toll-free, you will actually get a delivery receipt that indicates the message made it all the way to the handset. So that's all table stakes from today. You get that out of the box. Today, use that to calculate ROI. We look at, we help our customers figure out 
the delivery rates that they're seeing based on delivery receipts, and you can quickly calculate what your ROI is based on how successful your, your messaging campaigns are. But it doesn't stop there. And where we're helping get even more visibility is when you operate at scale, right? And I, I talked about this earlier. When you're a consumer using messaging, you take for granted a message gets from point A to point B. In large-scale messaging campaigns, you're a large brand. You're trying to reach thousands or millions of mobile subscribers. Something will invariably go wrong. You will never get 100% accuracy. Why is that? Well, people sometimes forget to pay their bills on their cell phones. Okay, that's acceptable. Sometimes people change phone providers. Sometimes people change their phone numbers. Sometimes you might send messages to a mobile subscriber who forgot who your brand is. They get angry and there's this big old button on their phone that says report as spam or report as junk, right? And that's a red flag and it actually works against you. And ultimately what happens is there's like a whole bunch of signals that come back that indicate the general health of your messaging campaign. Ben was actually working today to surface these metrics to our customers. And not just through kind of a, data, a raw data feed, but actual analytic, visual, visualized analytics of this data. So you can quickly determine when your campaigns are performing and when additional attention is needed. So that's very specific to messaging. When I think about you know the other channels that our customers talk about, things like WhatsApp, WeChat, RCS, there are some compelling differences that you get in what I would call maybe next generation messaging. You get things called typing indicators, right? You could tell if that person on the other side is actually responding, actively responding to a message. You get not just delivery receipts, you can get read receipts. Did that mobile subscriber actually read your message? Wow. When you think about the calculating ROI and you have access to a read receipt, did the mobile subscriber actually read my content? That is really powerful, right? But, you know, for all the cool things that these other channels, these alternative channels offer you, there are limitations. And we can keep talking about the benefits, but, but we should also recognize that there are limitations, right? So not everybody uses WhatsApp or WhatsApp may not have the penetration you need in every country. So as you're thinking about other channels, right? So think about where your consumers want to meet you. In the United States, it's probably going to be more SMS, MMS-based. In Europe, it's probably going to be a little bit more weighted towards WhatsApp. Right? In other parts of the world, you might want to index towards WeChat. So maybe the lesson and takeaway is use a channel that gives you the right level of access to your mobile subscribers. Yeah, and Brad, kind of on that thread to pull it out a little more, what I continue to hear the industry talk about why these future kind of rich messaging options are so talked about is because they're going to provide a better, richer experience for mobile subscribers in the form of I can send large scale pictures, I can send videos, I can send all these different things, but want to also ground us in the reality that MMS is, is able to provide that, that same experience. And so a lot of customer conversations that I've been a part of 
these product leaders, these platform builders are trying to think, how can I use the tools at my disposal to best drive engaging experiences with my customers? And would love for you to share a little bit of how are you seeing MMS as a solution to drive some of this engaging content that that customers are using more and more of, especially in the light of just personal experience, I'm more apt to respond to a message that has a photo or a video or take an action uh, because that's an engaging kind of multimedia experience. What, what are you hearing from customers about MMS and... Yeah, I mean, that's a great observation, right? So I, I would say as consumers, individuals, you, me, the internet has conditioned us to constant stimulus. It's always available on demand. I mean, just look at like the most popular apps like Instagram and TikTok. Kaylin, you mentioned it's a real problem. Passing reference to span. Yeah, it's it's a real problem. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned Reddit. Reddit's actually more text based, but right. let's be honest, people are looking at the pictures, right? Like like posts that have pictures are more are typically more engaging. What's super interesting is some of the largest platforms attached to bandwidth are finding the exact same pattern running A-B tests. Um, one of our, one of, for, I'll give you an example, a live example, one of our customers ran an A-B test enabling their customers to reach out to mobile subscribers. And the option was simple text messaging or text messages with, or I should say MMS with uh, pictures, animated GIFs. Or stickers, the text or the messages with pictures and animated GIFs and all of that actually had a much higher response rate to the degree that the senders would always prefer to send messages with some type of media attached to it. So the small businesses who were enabled to reach mobile subscribers quickly discovered that they could get a faster more meaningful engagement if they could include some type of picture or maybe a silly sticker, you know, whatever it is, something to grab the attention of the mobile subscriber. And so that pattern is playing out. You're enlightening, you're you're engaging multiple senses when you add pictures into your content. Yeah, we're, we're seeing that across our own traffic patterns as well from the disproportionate weighting of SMS sort of moving gradually over into the the MMS space. And I think it's, like you said, it's it's a richer customer experience. And I think that's a lot of what some of the other channels that we were talking about, like WhatsApp and others offer. But today, you know, especially in the US and Canada in particular, we have that MMS channel as an option for engagement. I do want to talk about Canada for just a minute. So we talked a, a little bit about globalization and some of the options channels specific when when you go outside the US and Canada obviously change and we'll talk more about that actually in our next podcast so stay tuned for that little plug there but I'd love to hear your comments on what we're seeing in Canada as trends so for those that maybe haven't been present in the messaging space as long short codes has been super prevalent as the a to p channel long-standing toll-free kind of came after that and then we're seeing the rise of 10 dlc right or 10 digit long code long code as an a to p channel that is currently not a sanctioned blessed uh channel in canada and so it's 
it's interesting. Like, what are your thoughts on that? What do you see happening there in the next, you know, year to 18 months? Yeah, it's it's actually a good call out because, you know, for a lot of us, we take for granted when you think about, I'm going to use a little bit telecom jargon, but like think about a numbering plan for a region and Canada, the U- United States share a common numbering plan, right? Our international dial code is plus one. Our number formats look the same in both countries, but yet things like messaging and the rules around messaging operate very differently in each country. And so, Caitlin, you're 100% right when in Canada, short codes is really the only legitimate path for A2P traffic. There's there's a little bit, uh, I would say a limited degree with, with toll-free messaging in Canada, but it's not not to the throughput levels that you would get with short codes. There are businesses that are experimenting or using maybe unsanctioned, we would call them gray routes, P2P channels to reach mobile subscribers in Canada. That is fraught with unpredictability. So while it might work for some period of time, it's really not a a predictable way of running your business. And so what I think what we can expect to see over the next 12 to 18 months is the introduction of a 10 DLC equivalent program for Canada. Caitlin, I love the question. I I think what we can expect is the introduction of more uh, sanctioned paths in Canada that leverage the 10 DLC channel. You know, will we see it to the same complexity that that exists in the United States? I think is still to be determined, but historically, you know, the ecosystem will generally replicate models that appear to be working in other parts of the world. And so in Canada, I would expect something very similar to evolve over time that looks and feels like what's evolved in the United States. Could it be maybe less burdensome? Don't know. Time will tell. Follow along. We will 100% be updating as news rolls out about Canada and anything that's happening there and other countries and other channels for that matter. We're going to be talking about global messaging and we're going to be talking about changes and registration requirements. We're going to be talking about widening options within the messaging ecosystem. And all of this is going to be happening on our podcast. And then additionally, we've got a full interactive state of messaging report or guide. The URL is stateofmessaging.com. And really just want to thank Brad Appreciate you for jumping on. Know that you are a longtime dear colleague of ours, and we voluntold you to be a part of this podcast, but really appreciate your time today and your insights. Yeah. Thanks for the invite. I appreciate being here with the listeners. I, I love talking about messaging. I, I could obviously go for, for much longer about any of these topics. Again, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks to my co-host, Zach, and we will talk to y'all in our next session. Yeah, we're going to dive into the widening options, not only with channels, but different players who are entering into the space. So thanks again, and we'll talk to you all soon.